to chase away those blues. It's called a little slice of heaven, aka episode 47. This is episode 47 of Yellow Packaging. Rate and review us on iTunes, five stars only, please. Follow us on Instagram at yellowpackaging604, and you can listen to us wherever and whenever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Yellow Packaging by Jesslyn and Colton. For two Asians born and raised in Vancouver, living our lives through the perspective of a growing minority. Our podcast is about nothing, about something, and about everything. We talk about issues going on in our lives, our city, and how that relates back to our place in a Western society. So sit back, listen up, and get a new view on what it's like. Get a new view on what it's like to live in Vancouver. To live in Vancouver. Hello. Hi. How are you all? How's it going? This is episode 47. Mm -hmm. As you may have heard from Jessalyn's lovely jingle on our Okay, just so you know, usually it takes me like five to six times to record. Yeah. This time, one take. One take, one shot, and we nailed it. Look at me. Thanks to the help of a little bit of uh, fermented grape juice. Um, also this, known as Pinot Gris. Pinot Gris? Pinot Gris? Pinot Gris. Penis Gris? No, it's a... Today's episode has been brought to you by <laughs> Haywire Pinot Gris um, 2019. Best year. Um, I feel like, you know, we're, we're getting back to our heydays of recording episodes when Justin was really hammered. Yeah, so... <laughs> If you want to reference episode yeah. one, two, six, <laughs> yeah, or I exactly. think seven even. Yeah, but no, I think we had a little bit of liquid courage to kind of help us get things going along. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. happy Lunar New Year. Happy Chinese New Year. Um, happy happy Val- Saturday. Happy Saturday. It's recording on a different oh, day. Yeah. We normally record on Wednesday and publish on Sundays, but we're, we're going to record on Saturday and I'll do my best for to publish on and Sunday. And then Colton will get it done by Sunday. <laughs> yeah. And then Jessalyn will have it published on Monday on Instagram. but <laughs> Or Tuesday. Or Tuesday. I'm really busy. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's like new year, new us. Yeah. I, new although, beverage. Yeah, new beverage. But yeah, no, um, episode 47 and we're back at it. So, so we recorded last in January. So I feel like this February, there were a lot of things clashing at once. So we had... Chinese New Year, which is now called Lunar New Year. What? To, they don't call it Chinese New Year anymore? I think it's to be more inclusive because not the Chinese aren't the only ones that celebrate it. The Vietnamese celebrate it. Um, the Taiwanese celebrate it. So it's like inclusive to call it Lunar New Year because technically it does go by the lunar calendar. And they go by the lunar calendar. Yeah. Got which, it. Is what, which is what I just said. Inclusive. <laughs> Got it. Uh, thanks, Haywire. <laughs> yeah. And then it's also Valentine's Day. And it was also Family Day. So everything kind of clashed into one weekend, which was quite interesting, I feel like, for 2021. But it's also all about love, right? Yeah, love exactly. Love on the lunar, yeah. love on Valentine's. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, um, February has been a, an eventful month, I feel like, so far. Also <laughs> the shortest month, but how have things been going for you since we last recorded? <laughs> when did we last record? I think we recorded, like, maybe mid-January. Okay, so since then... Uh, good. Yeah, good. I mean, in these, I don't know. In these days and times, I feel like there's 
my life especially is, feels very uneventful. It's like when people ask me, oh, how, how, how has your week been? Yeah. Or what have you been up to? It's like, I really don't have much to say. And normally I can think of at least one or two things pre-COVID. But now I'm just like, I really don't have anything to say. It's like, yeah. how's your week been? Well, I worked from home. Mm-hmm. I watched some YouTube videos. Mm. And then I went to bed. Oh, it's exciting. Literally, my day, Monday to Friday, and then the occasional, like, I got an RMT or I got a cupping session, or you know what I mean? There's just like little things, but it's like people don't give a shit about that. So, why do I want to share it? Yeah, no, and it's like sharing your dreams. No one wants to hear about (laughs) your fucking dreams. Yeah, exactly. But people, I feel like we have to take our wins where we can get them, essentially, right? So, even if they're small wins, we yeah. should still celebrate that. Okay, so someone asked me, um, what have you been up to? So I, I gave it to them. I yeah. was like, this is what we did. Me and Issa did da, da, da. And then they're like, but what's been going on with you? Yeah. And I was like, yo, I just fucking told you <laughs> in three texts. Totally. I think, like, we talked about this a lot in our last yeah. episode where it's just like, your life is Issa. Issa is your life, right? And it's like one and the same. So whatever happens to Issa, but I don't want to it you. to be. Just so you know, well, no, you're dealing with an internal conflict where yes, you're like, that's true. should I be doing more it's as Jessalyn and not Jessalyn and Issa? It's true. But yes. at the same time, it's like if you're gonna ask somebody how their week was or how they have been, yeah, they have to then, understand. Yeah, you they have to understand if they accept that, like as a mother, you know, and also as Jessalyn, like. This is your career. This is your life. You're trying to raise a good human being yeah, the best way you try can. Try my best. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so it makes sense, like, that you're going to include Issa in all your updates. Like, Issa is your life right now. Yeah. <laughs> so if anyone asks me about me, I just told you, yeah. and the answer is Issa. And also, at the same time, you are Issa's life. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, everything you do has to involve Issa, in a sense. True. So, Until preschool. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, okay. um, this is like a, I guess, an early suite, but I was going to recommend it later, but I'll recommend it now since we're talking motherhood. But, okay. Um, I, I sort of recently went to a art art showing, an art exhibition at Burrard Arts Foundation, BAF. Where is that? It's on Great Northern Way. Mm-hmm. There's this artist named Sandeep Johal. She has an art exhibition there where it talks about being a mother and all the struggles that come along with being a mother. Anger, frustration, being a good mom, mm. all the expectations that come along with being a good mom. And I was going to recommend it to everybody because, well, not everybody, but just like people who are mothers and who deal with these kind of things where it's just like, what should I be feeling? What is appropriate? What's not appropriate? You know okay, what I mean? yeah. It's a small exhibition, but... It's quite deep in regards to what she chooses to exhibit. Anyways, highly recommend anybody who's a new mom to check out her stuff because she does explore a lot of those things. Um, and she's also of Asian descent. So Okay, so I just looked at it. Something said darkness. Yeah. Understand. Totally, yeah. You know, so it's, it's super relevant. relevant. Um, but yeah, I, I recently checked it out and I thought... It just made me think of all the new mothers out there. So, um, also there uh, on my way there, I discovered a new uh, company called the Vancouver Soup Company. What? Which oh yeah, does soups. Yes. Um, I tried their chili and I tried their chipotle corn chowder. They and? do frozen packets and they also do fresh. If you go there, so highly recommended. When you go to the window and you order food, what yes. do you eat then? I bought them frozen. Oh, okay. So, but you can get them fresh as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's. Great area. I mean, that whole area is like, it's where Emily Carr is. What do they call it? Like flat 
something flatwoods oh is that what they call it flat I don't know. something i just know it as great northern is. way regardless yeah regardless. check it out there's a couple of good art galleries there there's a climbing gym there the mc head office is there nemesis cafe which is a vancouver like pop-in coffee spot is opening a spot there as well like it's an up-and-coming neighborhood and I the think bike it's where, lane is really nice. Yeah, though. the bike lane is really nice. Yeah, just you until can, you get to yeah, uh, the end Clark. of it. Yeah. Is it Clark? Yeah. Knight? Yeah. It's Clark. Awful. Yeah. But anyways, check it out. It's really good. So that's a little tangent that I went on. Um, no, it's great. I, I'm, I'm glad we can celebrate that aspect of motherhood because you see the beautiful photos with your baby. It's very it's skewed. Like, yeah, very skewed. And yeah. no one sees the fucking crying in the closet. Yeah. The like, the frustrations, you know, yeah, the anger, the doubts, the, exactly. the negative, the darker side of it. And I don't know if it's because like I've just been more surrounded with new mothers, or the fact that like it's a trending thing. But like I've been noticing, there's been this increasing um, spotlight on the darker side of being a new mother. Like a lot of things that I've been watching and reading and just exploring. On I don't want to say that it's about it. it is dark. Yeah, and it's tough. It is tough. Um, but I don't want to be like negative about it because no. it's like a journey yeah. through that yeah. portion of motherhood. Exactly. And it's like a growing pain to, you know, it, there's a human, a new human being yeah. in your home and you, you're navigating through it. Totally. So it's not like a bad thing. No, it's, it's like not. an adjustment. 100%. So I just want to like highlight that because it feels awful. It feels like you're going to die (laughs) but it's like still positive in the aspect that there's a new life in your home and it's beautiful yeah exactly i think i think media before has has only shown a spotlight on the positive of it but never the negatives of it but i feel like in this day and age where we're really hyper focused on everything and and we're sensitive to everything there needs to be a spotlight on the negative side of things like motherhood for example where it's not all, you know, daisies okay, and so rainbows. Okay, so recommendation. I've done it before, but there's a show called The Letdown. It's like, it's supposed to be, I guess, a dark comedy in yeah. that sense. That it's dark yeah. topics, but it's, it's a comedy about the er, like the first year of motherhood. Mm-hmm. And the season two is like... The going through it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like another aspect of uh, motherhood and parenthood. Yeah. And I think it's super relevant in this day and age to a lot of new parents who are also like having to raise a kid in COVID times as well. Oh God, I Where know. things aren't the norm and you're having to really figure it out on your own because there's no set standard for how you go about doing these things. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Okay. Then in that case, shout out to my sister. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Skip the dishes. Yeah. I mean wine deliveries but that's what i mean it's like take your wins where you can get them in the age. not only for like new parents but everybody who's kind of struggling or just figuring their way out through these these strange times it's like you really need to learn to celebrate what your positive wins are in these situations yeah, no i get that yeah because totally. it's i think we're so hyper focused on like these grand gestures and like social media and stuff are really kind of you know, like 30 under 30 successful entrepreneurs and like this person who's like a multi-billionaire, you know yeah, what I mean? It's on like, the rise. Yeah, on the rise and all Keep this stuff. Keep an eye on. Exactly. But that's not the reality. The reality is like 
if all you did was survive and make it through one day, then that's a win right you there. You just went fucking win. Yeah, exactly. So there is no bottom of the barrel. You're not digging like to the bottom of the barrel to find your wins. It's like whatever you deem as a positive aspect of your day is yeah. validating enough. Like you don't need to find a grand gesture to be like the absolute peak of success. Okay, so I watched this HBO documentary. It was like it's called fake famous yeah they take three people to be famous so one okay three of these people go through and they go through the motions of being famous one cannot deal with the criticism like the criticism of being on instagram the other one is like some moral compass and the other one just ate it up yeah so every day something's a win for them a win for someone to like cut out social media the win was like to realize their own like capability and the other win was like i'm gonna eat this up yeah like i'm gonna Take it for what it is, yeah. yeah. So that's my tie-in. I don't know if that actually was a tie-in, but <laughs> no. I wanted to say. No, for sure. I, it, it ties into so, the social media aspect of it, where you're looking to social media for validation on w- how you rate yourself as self-worth. Your self-worth. Yeah. You know what I mean? So social media has really fucked us up in terms no. of our validation Especially, and our worth. I think this day and age where we're like i need a break and you're just scrolling yeah your break is going on social media you can't deal with real life so you're here yeah exactly is like probably detrimental to your mental health because you're never going to be there at the beach no exactly on a plane i don't even know how these people are on a plane you know what i mean like it's kind of like a fucked up skewed on reality when everyone is dying yeah exactly it's like the the reality of our lives versus the reality of social media are two complete one is a filtered yeah. fabricated constructed which reality. we already know yeah exactly but we still believe it yeah and we still eat it up and we still use that as like our measuring bar in regards to like how we rate ourselves Ugh, in terms know, of whether or not so we're awful. successful i know yeah i don't know social media is dangerous but so entertaining it's here you know what I mean? We can't get rid of it. So how do we... I think what's most important is that we learn from it and understand, like... Are you on TikTok? I'm not on TikTok. I don't okay. need TikTok. Like, okay. I feel like I've seen enough TikTok videos to know that it's not worth my time to create a TikTok So account. TikTok is mostly video then? Yeah, it's like Instagram video. Okay. Like, your explore bar is pretty much Instagram. Uh, your, so then your what's that bar. dancing thing? I see kids at the playground. They're just they're trends. Doing, they're just trends. It's like, it's, what you, it's like the plank challenge or like the ice bucket challenge. Oh, okay. Challenge. Got it, got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's doing the same dance moves? Yeah, okay. exactly. It's just something to do. It's something to... It you know, better that with. than drugs. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean... Heroin? Yeah. Preach. No. <laughs> uh, what other... Uh, marijuana? Yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> no, know. No, marijuana is fine. Uh... marijuana is legal now i mean like everybody you can get it at your store you can get it anywhere now it's like i don't know okay so that's not really a thing anymore okay just cocaine then there could be worse things that you could be doing okay that's what i'm trying to say and it's not weed yeah because thumbs up on weed okay well speaking of social media let's kind of go off into another tangent um what I've been noticing recently in social media is the large influx of Asian violence that's been going on right now. I don't know if you've been seeing it, but I've been yeah. privy to it quite frequently, and I don't know how to feel about Wait, that. Wait, where are you seeing this Okay, stuff? so my main sources are definitely like... Um, 
Next Shark. Next Shark is definitely yeah. one of them. Stop and then there are looking. subsidiary um, Next Next Shark Rebel, I think it's called. And then there's another one. I think it's called Now This. Is oh, that, okay. Is that yeah. right? Is yeah. that the name of this? Now This Poli- Now this News, Now This Politics. So those things I've been watching. And there's been a spotlight on it for sure. And definitely a lot of celebrities have also been kind of spotlighting the anti-violence that it, that has been going on, especially in the in the Americas. Like, yeah. I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know how to feel about it either because it we're not immune. No, like, we're it's not. happened here. Yeah, exactly. And we've seen that with seniors. Yeah, exactly. Seniors especially have been the target of this, probably because they're easy targets. I don't so know. in the states, there's a program. I think it was in San Francisco where these youths will watch yeah. seniors. Yeah, yeah, I heard of that. So. They're helping in that aspect, but that doesn't mean they're not still around. Yeah, exactly. Now, what I'm wondering is, okay, is is the whole like Asian Asian targeted violence that's going on? Is it because of the fact that we're in a time where we're hyper focused on racialized crimes? If, okay, are you saying like this could have been going on for years? Yeah, like this could have been going on. We're for just years. only noticing now because yeah. of this. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like It's possible. And I think that's what I want to know is like, I'm seeing all these stories of like, you know, seniors, whatever, getting targeted for violence. But yeah. I want to know like, so, is this a new occurrence? Is this a trending it's occurrence? It's not. Is there a so, spike? Um, as you know, yeah. I watch CTV at six <laughs> yeah. with Mi Jung and yeah. Scott Roberts. Right. And they were talking about their, how there's like a 700% increase in reports yeah. of crimes towards like the racially oppressed yeah, or yeah, like yeah, yeah. certain racial the minorities, groups, yeah. the minorities. Um, and that happened last year. Yeah. So if there's a 700 increase, that has like a correlation of what is going on in the current climate. Yeah. So fine. At zero to 100%, that Something had been happening. There was something always stirring, but like because of the coronavirus, 700%. Increase. Increase. So now you think people are specifically targeting Asian people. I think they've already felt that. They in felt their that, beings, but now they have an excuse. And now they have an excuse. And plus, I don't think like what's happening in the States, um, it, it actually it affects what happens up here. Totally. Like, I don't think there's like a boundary there. I think there's an influence though. Definitely an influence. And now people feel like a little more free. Yeah. To like express themselves violently <laughs> yes. towards Asian people. Feel free to express however they want to express. Like you've seen it. Like that 90 plus year old got like sucker punch in the face yeah, at yeah. a 7-Eleven. Yeah. On Granville Street, someone got sucker punch in the face at a bus stop. Yeah. Like. But okay. So I don't mean to play devil's advocate per se and you should but i want to know like what could it could it have just been anybody or was it specifically because they were asian that they got no it could have been anybody it could have been anyone who walked into that 7-eleven it could have been anyone at that bus stop on granville and georgia like it was specifically that person yeah. in general so you're saying it was targeted then uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying, but the yeah. news isn't saying it. They're just saying someone got punched. Yeah. Because if you want to think about it, like, 
um, public transportation in the states, yeah. who's who's getting the replications of being targeted? It's Asian people. Yeah. And then I think it happened on our public transportation. Who was it? It was like an Asian person. I don't know if they're Chinese, Korean, Filipino yeah. or what. Yeah. It was an Asian person. A person. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Anyways. Okay. I mean, yeah. Like That's it, what it is right I think, now. I think for me, it's like I'm trying to look at it from a black and white perspective but it's not black and white no you can't because yeah. remember when you said you jumped up on a bus and someone had said a bunch of yeah, racial yeah. shit but that, that was, was targeted. targeted that was targeted. exactly targeted yeah so any kind of racial implications that you've seen or negative things you've seen has been targeted towards someone who looked yeah chinese yeah that's true i mean like I don't know, I'm trying to look at it from like, I guess maybe part of me is like it doubts that like, not doubts, but I don't want to believe that like people are actually being racist towards Asians. No, they're being racist towards Asians. Yeah, but I don't it's know. It's like, oh no, maybe it's like, oh, because of his yellow t-shirt. Actually, you know what? Like, no. hey, to be to be honest, okay, okay what? to what call it out as this like earlier today, we heard like, Someone said something. Something China. But I didn't even know. I they, didn't know. All, all we heard was China. Yeah, I didn't hear anything. And then we both kind of like acknowledged it. And I said, I hope he's saying. Just listing all the countries. <laughs> yeah. He's saying every country he can remember. Yeah, right exactly. Now. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know either. I don't want to start a fight because I know no. I'm going to lose. I'm not a good fighter. I say I'm going to, but I'm. I'm weak. You're a lover, not a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And these um, biceps and what's this underneath? <laughs> Your bingo wings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then my bingo wings are super weak. I think I had an injury this week. <laughs> Just from eating chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I had to carry Isa. She was sick this week. So yeah, no idea. Yeah, this arm's super weak. It is. My bingo wings are weak. Well, I mean, knock on wood, but I'm glad that I haven't been a target of like... Oh, thank the Lord. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. But at the, at the same time, it's like, I don't think I'll ever get targeted for that kind of thing. No, you might. I know, but it's like... You look really Chinese. The people who do get targeted yeah. are the ones that like don't want to get targeted you know what i mean but it's like the ones who do want to get targeted just to be like i wish they fucking did that to me <laughs> try me bitch you know what so i mean which one are you are you the one who wants it i'm waiting for that moment where it's like try me okay you know what I mean? can you give me some tips i don't I know it's like, like yeah your mom is a hoe <laughs> like, like i have nothing i know like i i and her my mom mind, isn't like, a hoe <laughs> in my mind i'm like yeah try me try me right but at the same time it's like I think back to the incident where it was I was on the bus and that lady was like spewing all that racist shit. Yeah, I didn't say anything, and then that uh, was on her. Yeah, but that's kind of it's like. What when, would you when, have when, said though? In retrospect, I would have just called out. I'm like, dude, that's extremely fucking racist. And if you have nothing to say, I'm gonna slap the shit out of you. <laughs> like that's what I would have liked to say, but. I think when everybody's faced with those kinds of situations, yeah. it's a totally different story. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. Even. So, anyways. I'd be like, yo, do you have a Yelp account? Because that's <laughs> like two thumbs down, friend. Totally. Yeah, you're going to get a negative review on Google reviews. <laughs> yo, I hope you don't have an Uber account yeah. because, boom, thumbs down. <laughs> Zero stars for you. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I, I would not be okay in that situation. I have to pump myself up for other situations. I hear like, you for sure. 100%. I can't do that. Yeah, I think when everybody's faced in the moment, we react differently to how we would have Yo, thought. I want to rise up to like yeah. the occasion and be like, um, you know, a hero or a um, an example yeah. that's viral. <laughs> But like it's not gonna happen. Totally. I think I think I just I'm just waiting for that moment where I can really shine. <laughs> and I hope that I live up to the expectations that I set for myself. Yeah. And I think we all need to. We should all call it out. As tough as it you is. You feel safe though. Yeah, exactly. I mean Yeah. Yeah, you gotta feel safe. <laughs> totally. If you're on your own and then you're gonna get beat up by the end of it, like yeah not worth it for sure i hear you yeah okay well anyways wrap it up y'all heard it if you hear racist shit call it out if you feel safe if you feel safe as long as you're safe but in other words if you're asian just you know steer clear of the danger (laughs) stranger danger and if i'm there i got your back girl yeah exactly exactly or they are there (laughs) they got it they got it all right pronouns okay so I feel like that was seven hours. <laughs> seven hours of us just talking about <laughs> that shit. So, yeah. what else is going on? Okay, so um, did I say that I watched House of Ho? No. Okay, so I watched House of Ho last. I guess it was January. Okay, December, January. Um, and House of Ho is a reality show about a Vietnamese family in Texas. Okay. Um, and they follow them for like, I think it's like eight episodes. But what's great about it is it sh- really highlights. Well, what What is House of Ho? Oh, House of Ho is a reality show about. A- That's from, is it from HBO or? Oh, it's HBO. Yes. Okay. Oh, great setup. <laughs> yes, it is HBO Max. So it's an HBO Max reality show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and they highlight, well, they just focus on a family. It's a Ho family. Ben is the dad. I don't know the mom's name. Let's see. No, I haven't watched it. You oh, haven't watched me. it? No. I sent you all the trailers. I know. And I sent you all the, the links to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so I watch it. You didn't no, watch I didn't it. Watch okay, it. got it. It's it's a short series. Yeah. Like 30, like 30 minute episodes. Anyways, what I really took away from it. Sure, everything is like. You know, as scripted as yeah. a Real Housewives yeah. um, like series, but um, there's a woman named Judy. She's okay. like the middle sister. What I took away was she was trying to like separate herself from being a hoe. Yeah. So there's like expectations yeah. of a Asian woman. Totally. For and sure. there's like expectations of an Asian man, and right. her brother got to like live it up. Oh yeah, for sure. I think like it up. in Asian families, it's like the males are obviously like worshipped in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. It really shows how his name is Washington. Yeah. So this family is Vietnamese. They moved here in the seventies. And um, moved here as in oh, Texas. Moved into Texas, yeah. yeah. So he's worshipped. They have a third brother, okay. but they don't even show him because he doesn't give a shit about. Yeah, like, he's that not kinda... a reality kind of guy. Yeah, he's not a reality kind of guy, but he's also not 
like a Asian typical patriot Asian yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. guy yeah, yeah. either, right? right? So you kind of see him in like snippets, but like Washington is like full fledged in. He wants to be like part of the family business, but he sucks at it because he's so immature. Yeah. And he like wastes money and he's a drunk. Mm-hmm. But Judy was in a like a loveless marriage and she wanted out. So she finally got a divorce. And her parents can't accept it. So this is where it's like she's challenging like what feels right for her. The cultural norms. The cultural norms and what's like expected of her as like the only female in her family. Right. What they want from her. Plus they're super religious. I didn't know that Vietnamese were like super Catholic. But apparently they really are. Okay. So they don't really believe in divorce. And like Catholics don't really either. Mm. So anyways... um. They don't want to accept that she's divorced. Right. So they still keep a picture of her and her husband in their home. Right. It's just like ignorance is bliss almost. Yeah. And they, they, they're just saying like, hey, this is for your kids. Yeah. You obviously don't love your kids. Right. And she's like, no, I'm not happy. And he's not happy. We're not happy. And they're like, you're not trying hard enough. Yeah. And she's always like the bad guy. Sure. There's like, okay, the whole series is like set up for like circumstance, for drama. You know what I mean? It's produced. Yeah. Yeah. It's produced. So, but you see how she challenges like these like norms. norms. Yeah. And you feel for her. And I think that's why I appreciate this reality show. Yeah. As opposed to something like The Bling Empire, which I can't even fucking get through because it's a piece of shit. Well, the whole point of Netflix is is a piece of shit. Bling Empire is to like, to kind of like really hyper focus on rich Asians. Yeah. But they want to be like, oh, this is Asian representation. Yeah. Which is like not even the case. Totally. Because it doesn't represent Asians at all. No. 100%. 100%. Yeah, and that's why I kind of was like, great, Crazy Rich Asians is a thing, but it's like, that's not representative of the Asian demographic in North America. No, and you know how, like, Eddie Wong was like, okay, this is like a stepping stone? Yeah, Fine. stepping stone. Yeah. This is the worst stepping stone. Totally. Like, you're gonna sink us in your fucking hole on You're this setting stone. a stereotype of Asians that isn't accurate to what North American Asians are like. That it... it has no like connection and there's no like the show i just watched fine an episode and a little bit of the second episode yeah but there's no connection to their heritage yeah. or how they got this money or their family mm. or any of their ties like at it least, doesn't matter about that all you're seeing is their lifestyle because they're rich yeah okay one chick is like not i don't want to say chick like a woman she's yeah. a grown woman she's um half russian half japanese i heard about her yeah okay so her money comes from weapons yeah and apparently her company like her dad's company had funded the the vietnam war oh god see that's the thing it's like why no one you... talks about that yeah, no. but she's like swimming in dinero like blood money yeah yeah no one's talking about that. No. But the, we're just watching and we're enjoying how they're spending their money. Like yeah, exactly. Flying their horses. Flying to Paris for yeah. our birthday. You know. It's so ridiculous. And if we want representation, this is not it. I agree 100%. And then, how, but how? Is this, an, is this a crazy rich Asian stepping stone? It is into, though. That's it, what it is. It cannot be because this is like a step back. It, that's, There's no way this is a stepping stone in our favor. So like, this is what I'm talking about. It's like, I want Asian representation that's accurate. Not building off of a stereotype that has been created by like Western society. You know what I yeah. mean? You know, like 
uh, uh, submissive Asians, you know, successful Asians, the, um, you know, like the model minority, you know what I mean? Like, that is not what Asian representation is. So the thing is, too, it's like in Bling Empire, in the first episode, you want to be introduced to the characters. You want to be introduced, like, where they got their money. How they did they get there? Yeah. And they only focus on that one guy who's, like, um, adopted or something. Is he the model guy? And he's a model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Which poor. Is, it's yeah. like poor, quote, unquote, poor. Okay, well, he's yeah. not poor, but, yeah. yeah, he's poor. Compared and, to the other Asians, yeah. yeah. But we only talk about him. Yeah. We don't talk about, I don't get the other connections. Like, totally. I don't feel anything for them. It's yeah. hard to watch. It's fucking so cringeworthy. Totally. I want to scream. It's trash. Yeah, it is trash. Yeah. But we're eating it up. It's like, oh, it's finally, we get a spotlight. But I think that's the thing. It's like people who aren't woke to those situations eat it up because it's like, it's just, it's junk food essentially, right? But it's like people. But we also want it. We want to be there. You want to see the shit that they go through essentially, right? And you want to luxuriate and live vicariously through them. But the reality is like, you're only promoting that stereotype if you're believing that that is what Asians are like, or that is like the representation of what Asians are. And that's why I was so opposed to watching Crazy Rich Asians and like now Bling Empire, because like, I don't need to see that. I know what it's about. I know what reality is. And I don't want to see that and get angry because that is not a true representation of who mm. who I am and who the majority of Asians are in this world in there North America. There are super rich Asians though. 100%, but that's not the majority. No, it's true. And that's what frustrates me is that the media industry is focusing only on the glamorous parts of a small minority. But, but they're, they're not- also celebrating the fact that at least we get the limelight. At There's- least we get a little bit focus on us. They're throwing us like a fucking a dog bone and be like here okay you want asian representation here here's like a really okay. fucked up perspective of so it. here's a fucked up perspective <laughs> so the person who made and produced like crazy rich girls of vancouver has a new reality show about this i forget her name layla something she has a reality show coming up where she is the real estate agent to like rich people's houses right like up to 100 million in Vancouver. And everybody knows that Vancouver is like one of those booming real estate. Yeah, which is inflated yeah. artificially. It's expensive to live in. It's expensive to buy a home in. You know what I mean? And if you bought your house for $500,000, you're it's lucky. $7 billion <laughs> right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, some fucked up shit. So now he's saying, like, the producer's like, oh, this is the representation we need. We don't see this enough. We need this. Yeah. We do not need this. We don't need it because it's only like it's only spurring that stereotype of like crazy rich Asians. You know what I mean? Of like Vancouver being like a place for only rich people. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, and they're like less than one percent. Yeah, exactly. And that's what really frustrates me about you know like the entertainment industry, the media industry, is that we they focus on stereotypes and then they monopolize it and they. And they try to make it yeah, as much money out of it. Yeah, and that's how we get these stupid fucking shows out of it. Her name is Li- Lila Yang. Yeah, because they know that like people eat that shit up. They, I think, I think at the end of the day, it's like people want to live vicariously through the rich and famous. But then what the issue is is that people associate that with the norm. So when everybody, when any, when any non Asian sees me, they think, oh, crazy rich Asian. They think oh, yeah. like Bling Empire. They think yeah. like you know what I mean. 
But that's not a true representation of who we are as an Asian society. It's not a representation. This is just like a snippet. It's very like a small percentage yeah. of who we should be focusing on is the people in Chinatown who's getting closed up yeah, and exactly. boarded up right now. 100%. And I think that's what shows. I get really frustrated with. It's like, why can't you just show us as normal people? You know what I mean? Yeah. Why does it have to be like this extremely exaggerated version of who we are? Okay, here's an example of who we are. Is yeah. The Farewell, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good movie. Or what's that other one? Tiger or something? Tiger King? Tiger King. No, no, not Tiger King. Yikes. Uh, But I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. With Alan Yang. Yes. These are like stories that we need to like think about. Because these people, we don't know their backgrounds. Totally. They're all like fucking war weapons. Yeah. And that's how they got here. Super rich. Totally. And I think, I think with the industry and like specifically like the film industry and the TV industry, it's like people aren't watching movies and tv shows to see what their life is like they're seeing it to escape reality yeah so in that sense like okay i get it but sometimes it's like what don't think this is yeah reality that's what people do is that they associate that especially when it's like a new concept of asian people is that they'll assume that like okay because I watched Bling Empire, because I watched then I get it X Y and Z I like crazy rotations, yeah, that is what Asian people are. You know what I mean? So that's so what... one thing I'll tell you about House of Ho is Judy. Yeah. She's always challenging the these, cultural like, norms. Cultural norms, also what's expected of yeah, her. Totally, and because she's gotten divorced, she's constantly getting guilted for her choices. Yeah, hundred percent. And it sucks for her because. Washington, the yeah. brother, gets to live this drunken life. Totally. Also, and he gets Washington, away with it. And he gets away with it. But Washington's wife is also burdened by these responsibilities yeah, exactly. of making sure he's in check. Yeah, exactly. Make sure your husband's in check because he got drunk and you didn't check him. Yeah, now exactly. Now it's her responsibility to make sure her man is fucking in check. And that's what the media industry needs to spotlight is like these hypocritical, like, extremely ridiculous like expectations that the asian society places on the female yeah and she's a grown woman he's a grown man exactly he should get his shit figured out so maybe uh the house of ho kind of shows you that i think it does a little bit sure everything's like okay there's extremely like like, fabricated match that they did it was so stupid but you really feel her struggle in that totally and, and i feel for judy i like judy okay so i haven't watched house of ho i've okay. only watched the trailer of it yeah but the trailer versus what you're telling me are two completely different things oh is it yeah. I, I didn't watch the trailer so no. i don't know so the trailer it just focuses on like the They're glamorous shopping. life okay yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. i mean and that she's getting they divorced. do shop they have a yeah yeah a spree but it's just like you know what i mean like what i think yeah trailers i guess try and to lure you in. Lure you in. But that to, was my takeaway. Yeah. So you asked me how I could watch House of Ho and not Bling Empire yeah. is because of that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, different, no, 100%. I agree. Realm. And I think that like, what is the issue with showcasing Asians in a regular light or like showcasing the, you know, like. No, because you can show like a white person or a black yeah, family. Without any issues. Exactly. Yeah, but so if for you're Asians, show... you can only show the glamorous part of it. Well. We're fucking rich. Yeah, exactly. Fucking glam. I hear you 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Totally. Okay. Well, 
I feel like we covered some pretty good topics. Yeah, that there. was my topic. And yeah. then I have one more after that. Okay. Well, I have one that I want to talk about. Well, a couple that I want to talk about. The first one is Clubhouse, which is a new app, a new app that was released. Um maybe not new necessarily, but it's I would call it like a live podcast app where people can host live conversations real-time conversations about any kind of topics or issues that are relevant to them and their expertise. Um, it's invite-only at the moment, but it's growing quite rapidly. Um, I had an invite for it. I joined it. I listened to it. There's constant conversations going on all the time. Some of them are relevant. Some of them are irrelevant. So this is like global too, right? This is global, yeah. So it's worldwide. People of all countries can host whatever conversations they want to host um so you have really relevant people that are hosting it like there's this podcast called how i built this um he hosts tons of conversations that are going on um but yeah i think i thought it was really cool you explained it to me i feel like this is an elevated version of podcasting yeah exactly because it's like way more interactive yeah people can come into the conversation yeah um, it's like Zoom where you have to like raise your hand and be like, hey, can I speak? Totally. And then the host can be like, no. Yeah. You cannot. Or yes, you can. Exactly. Yeah. So um, this Clubhouse is the name of the app. It's trending right now. And it's I feel like it's going to be a huge thing in the future as we continue to explore like people's voices, cultural representation, representation from different industries. And it's a huge thing. And... I'm really thinking that maybe yellow packaging can be part of this huge trend that's growing right now. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that by our 50th episode, we can host a live clubhouse <gasps> stream. I just got tingles. Yeah. Where new people can join and listen to what we're talking about. Because um, we talk about, I think, relevant issues that are important to Asian people, but also to a localized perspective yeah. like Vancouver. So um Sort of recommendation, sort of a discussion point, but just like Clubhouse is this new app. If you haven't heard about it, check it out. Um, it's invite only at the moment, but... We'll invite you. you we'll invite Yo, you. I got a hookup. Or maybe by the time you want to join it, it's going to be free to everybody. So that's one thing I want to talk about. The second thing I want to talk about is yeah. a very interesting thing that I saw on social media, specifically Instagram, about the Filipino culture. Oh, okay. And... Their gender neutrality prior to pre-colonial, prior to the colonial uh, times when the Spanish took over. Yeah. Um, so in today, approximately 61% of Filipinos are against same-sex marriage. Um, what? 61%? Is yeah. this just in the Philippines or like worldwide? Philippines, okay. specifically. Um, this was despite the fact that um, the Philippines were named one of the most gay-friendly countries in the world. Um, we're super religious too. Like, yeah, Philippines super religious. Yeah. So when the when the Spaniards colonized the Philippines, they became a very conservative Catholic country, and because of that, many of the politicians have used that to vote against same-sex marriage in the Philippines, even though they're even though they are one of the most like gay-friendly countries uh, in the world gay country in the world yeah 
However, what we don't know is that pre-colonial times, the Philippines was one of the most accepting of same-sex relationships. And they were actually quite a egalitarian society and they were very um, focused on a matriarchy society. So females were very definitely more predominant yeah. during that time. Um, to kind of expand more in the gender neutrality of the Philippines, um, in their, I think like the main language was t- Tagalog. Um, they use pronouns such as uh, Sha, S-I-Y-A, or uh, Sela, S-I-L-A, to refer to a person. And Sha and Sela actually is not gender specific, but it refers to they and them, which is quite relevant to today's time, yeah. I feel like. Because now when you fill an application or you... Gotta- you you define what your pronouns, your pronouns are. You know, I'm just going to stop right now. Yeah. And I really appreciate you bringing the Filipino culture into this podcast. Because <laughs> yeah. obviously I lack in that. Yeah. And I really like that you do that because it also helps me. Yeah. But I feel like it helps other people. And not just myself because my mm. sister's a listener. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like it helps us. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like we focus oftentimes on the... Like Asians are often referred to from the oriental perspective but we don't really focus on the south asian perspective which is the philippines you know what i mean like and i think we need to focus on that more because i would like that that's all encompassing totally yeah 100 percent. so kind of branching off of that um the phil the cal the tagalog language is even more um gender inclusive in a sense that they call their husbands or wives okay i may not be pronouncing this right Asawa, A S A W A. So, um, yeah, okay, you're, you got it. Did right. I get it right? How do you pronounce it? Sawa. 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 Oh, so like, no. This a. is my sawa. Yeah, sawa. Yeah. Asawa. You still say the a, a, like. But just soft. It's soft. Sawa. Asawa. Yeah. Yeah. Or kabayak, kabayak, which uh, means I don't know. I don't know. Try it again. But that means so, <laughs> or other half. So you don't necessarily refer to them as husband or wife, but spouse or other half. Okay, so yeah. like that kind of gives you an example of like how like gender neutral the Philippine uh, culture was or the Tagalog language was. Um, but it was only until the Spanish colonized the Philippines that they started introducing more gender focused yeah. terms to um, how you kind of the pronouns essentially, yeah. right? So ate or kuya was big sister or brother yeah. and tita so, or tita. manang or manong yeah that's the ilocano so that's when the spanish yeah. so that's where you see the spanish influence right yes. like you said or tita or tito aunt or uncle or lola or lolo that's yeah. your grandma grandpa yeah exactly yeah. so that is more spanish that was when the spanish kind of colonized but the the shah or the sela was actually of chinese origin so you notice, like, oh, so that's, that. like, a good, like, distinguishing feature in which you can, can recognize when the Spanish kind of colonized their language into the Tagalog language and when, in pre-colonial times, essentially. Um, but what we don't know or what we haven't really recognized is that there's actually a third gender to old Tagalog is what they call mm. it, um, which is binabae or, or binabai. Yes. Um, so normally this gender belonged to a revered group of Filipinos called the Babaylan. 
um, I apologize if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly. You're doing so great right um, now. So these people were actually shamans. So they were mystical healers. Okay. They were actually revered in the Filipino culture because they could contact the spirits of the <gasps> other world. They were healers. They were warriors. They were priestesses. They were sages. So these were actually like high status people um, of the Filipino culture. They were mostly women, but when they were also they were they also included men um quote unquote feminized men and these were people these, these wait did they say feminized men so they or refer to is them that as the article feminized men but it would may not necessarily be like all men that were feminine i mean okay. like, how you define a feminized man at the end of the day that's shocking yeah but essentially a man who was of this of a babylon type status was referred to as um binabai or Bayogen, which is also spelled Bayugin, B-A-Y-U-G-I-N. Okay. Um, and that translated to unable to produce, re- reproduce. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so these were so like... It's re- like a biology description. Yeah, exactly. A okay, biology it. description. But it wasn't meant to like discriminate. Against, no, no, discriminate. Yeah. Scientific purposes. Exactly. And, and that time, pre-colonial... There was no issues if they liked men or women. Like, yeah. the same sex was not an issue for them. So, like, their gender was, like, uh, no penis, yes, yes penis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, w- it was... Can produce, cannot reproduce It children. didn't branch into, like, who you're having sex Sexual with, who you're marrying, is, yeah. right? But it was only until the Spanish kind of colonized mm. the Philippines that a new term was adopted called bacala. Um... And bakla translated means uncertainty or just indecisiveness because they didn't know if they were like men or female or whatever, right? What? Are you saying bakla? What are you saying right now? Bakla? Bakla. B-A-K-L-A. Oh, bakla. Okay, yeah. you're saying bakla. So you like what, whatever is being used right now. So okay, that, yeah. So when the Spanish colonized the Philippines, it was turned into more of a derogatory term. Um, Did not know this. Yeah, and then it okay. was turned into mean like fearful or weak essentially right uh and like i said it became a term to use against effeminate men or quote-unquote homosexual men um fortunately it wasn't until the 1990s and onwards that this term was flipped more into a positive aspect sort of like how like back then gay was like kind of negative but now gay is kind of like embrace lgbtq for example right yeah um so it wasn't until the 1990s when more positive mainstream discourse on queer and gay identities became more common um that like bakla lost its original derogatory meaning yeah um so that being said the whole concept of heterosexual marriage and gender roles only occurred because the spanish colonized the philippines like over 300 years ago yeah um and it's also because of them that women became kind of it's not necessarily women, but like, yeah, women specifically, but like it, that it changed from a matriarchal society to a, a patriarchal society where women were reduced to homemakers and mothers and just like yeah. stay at home wives. Um, and they weren't consider, considered like revered status symbols anymore. Um, and with the Spanish, obviously, they brought along their religious beliefs. So like Catholicism, Christianity, yeah. um, and obviously, as we all know, Christianity brings along with it a lot of, like, ridiculous, outdated, traditional ideas of, like, shunning 
homosexuality, male and female marriage. Um, which brings us to like what we recognize as like the normal quote unquote normal ideas of what a relationship is like, what a marriage is like, what a family yeah. is like. Um, which, the weird thing is that Spain had already legalized same-sex marriage back in 2005, but the Philippines are still adopting the old school mentalities of what the Spanish um, ideals and rules are. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think that's a really good example of how when countries colonize another country, they don't bring along the same ideologies that the country has. I'll give you an example. So I was in the Philippines like 10 years ago. I had my period. I asked for tampons and I was ridiculed at a store. Yeah. Like, no, you don't put anything in there. Like, no, you cannot. I have these giant pillows for your vag. Yeah. And so I use giant pillows for my vag. Yeah, exactly. It's like... So you can't because now you're not a virgin. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a really good example of how like western societies are like or being like colonized like you don't understand why you're doing the things you're doing totally 100 where is this coming from yeah you don't know they're just doing because they've always done it yeah exactly so anyways i just want to kind of educate people that like fuck you've educated me (laughs) gender neutrality has been a thing of the past okay so that i knew but like yeah everything else totally yeah but like even like Looking and this was all spurred from an Instagram that I saw like during my feeds about how they're talking about. Do you remember the handle? uh, Give a shout out. Let me see if I can find it really quickly. So, like, while you're doing that, um, when I was growing up, genders weren't a thing. We would be called him, her, whatever. Like, I'd have friends over, and my grandma would be like, uh, what does he want to eat? Yeah. And I was like, my name's Pamela. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to eat a pizza. Totally. But we never, it was like he, she, they were interchangeable all the time. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like, it, it's not a thing. Like gender pronouns were never a thing. We back. never flinched. Yeah, exactly. Um, So the Instagram that I saw us on was Panoy underscore daily. This was actually a repost from a TikTok video. And the guy's name is P-O-O-T. D A M E L I O one Poot Damalio. Yeah, so I think you should just check it out. If you're on TikTok, check out that guy's Instagram or not Instagram, TikTok name. And if not, go on to Instagram and check out that. I feel like there's a lot of relevant uh Filipino related stuff. So I want to mention one thing is um Philpin X. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of that. I saw it when I was doing my research on this article. But I didn't really look into it. Okay, so it's to be like a gender neutral way to describe a Filipino person. So it's like Filipino. Yeah, or Filipina. O is male and then Filipina is male. Uh, it's female, like the right? Pinoy and Panay, right? Yeah, yeah, so it's like in um, Spanish language, yeah. it's O is male. Yeah. Except for problema yeah that's actually it's like male. feminine and masculine. So, yeah. anyways, yeah, feminine and max- masculine and Filipino language doesn't even have that. Like, yeah. Ilocano doesn't have either. Yeah. So I have a dictionary. It, Ilocano is a dialect. Is of... a dialect. Uh, <laughs> a northern region yeah. of the Philippines. Yeah. Like, Ilocos. Yeah. So anyways, um, Philippinex is developed from uh, Filipinos living in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's mostly, like, the West Coast. But that was, like, a term that was um, introduced as a word in the dictionary in 2020. So it's a recent. So it's a recent thing. So Philippine X is um, Filipino 
It's like to kind of get rid of all the genders. Yeah, 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 totally. But then for Filipino, because we don't have any genders, that was like an all-encompassing term to use for Filipinos. So you're already using that term. Yeah, we're already using it. But like to go Filipinex, so it's all like gender neutral is now like a step up. But the thing is, X is not part of the linguistics of Filipino language. Oh, okay. There is no X. So what are they using to make, not make up for it, but just like to... No, this is, I think this is like a modern adaption of gender neutral. So a person from the Philippines would now start saying that they are, it's like our version Filipinex. of they, them. Yeah. Yeah. But which is too much, like in my opinion, yeah. is unnecessary. Yeah. Because we've been using Filipino for females and males and no one flinched we didn't care but, but now is, to introduce this yeah, x yeah. which is never in our linguistics mm-hmm. is now is like a western influence now on the language do you yeah, know what i mean for sure i get what you mean yeah definitely like i get how they want to be more like inclusive yeah. in that sense but you're adopting western traditions to exactly one rather than using like your own localized version of that or your exactly yeah. exact localize your own cultural version of describing yourself. I hear you for sure. It's, so like, it's like a fucked up version. It's questionable. It's like why why do we have to adapt to the Western? Why do we need to say that? Yeah, exactly. Um, the Spanish and Mexican cultures have also adapted that by using Latinx as well. Oh, as okay. another way to kind yeah. of. I've seen and that it makes too. sense, right? Because, like, you know, Spanish colonized Philippines. But they have genders. Everything is for, like, the yeah. Latin culture. Yeah. It's like, oh, ah, uh, that's yeah, yeah. feminine, masculine. But hasn't Tagalog adopted that similar? In some aspects. Some yeah. verbs are just some verbs. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like, it's not the right way to go about it, per se. But if you... What is it? Like, if you feel like you're progressing and if you're winning in something, you're it's, okay with that? Yeah, like, it doesn't feel right You're in pro- my progressing and regressing too. at the same time. Yeah. Because like, it's like, I'm adopting a Western society of how we should be addressing our gender pronouns. But at the same time, it's like, why you, do I have to use your rules to address it? Yeah. And why yeah. do we need that? We've been saying, okay, yeah. And why do we need that? I'll just stop right there. Why do we need that? Why do we need the, the X? The X. Like, why can't we just follow suit in... We've been saying Filipino. Yeah, exactly. I think like you just adopt Filipino altogether. I think the issue is is that Filipino is masculine, and therefore, why should we adopt a masculine pronoun? Okay, here's my example. I said I was telling you problema. Yeah, is sounds feminine, but it's actually a masculine verb in Spanish. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So what about problemo? Is that feminine? No, you can't say. Problemo. That's not a word. Oh, that's not in a word. Spanish culture. It's oh, problema. No problema. It's but like, everybody says no problema. I know because they're stupid. <laughs> okay. They're all just. Well, stupid. I just learned something new right there. Yeah, I hope that's right. I'll Google it later. But <laughs> I hope that's right. I just assumed that problema was actually a Spanish word, but no, it's like it's the accurate term, like the appropriate term is problema. No problema. Yeah. No problema. Yeah, okay, no. I'm gonna say that from now on. Yeah. You know what? I hope that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fact check. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I am like 99% sure because I took Spanish all the way through high school yeah. and in college. Yeah, no problema. So, problema. Well, regardless. I think, like I think like at the end of the day, it's like, yes, 
I I hundred percent recognize that like this whole like X kind of like ending to all gender pronouns is a Western adopted yeah. um, influence. Influence, yeah. Let's just take our wins where we can get them. Mm. I mean, like you, like it's going to be even if more. We're going to ask ourselves like the root of everything. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Yeah, totally. Like, like, but does this help us? Yeah. Like escape from colonization. Okay, then yes, let's yeah. fucking embrace X. No, but X is not included in our history. No, and so what's now, what's really funny is that like in in our English language we don't adopt X at all. We say they them. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we don't say like Caucasian X or what? Like what is our term for that? We don't really have one, right? White X. You know what I mean? But you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> no, we, don't we don't even adopt that. So like, where did the semen stem from? to begin with so yeah i think that's what i mean it's just like if you're taking your wins but why are we getting these wins yeah is this exactly. a cheap win yeah just totally. so we feel good yeah exactly it's rooted in western kind of influences 100 percent. but i think at the stage in the game it's too late but why <laughs> babette thank you but yeah, why i hear you 100%. we should be constantly and I'm, I'm doing this with isa too and yeah. myself like why 100%. why yeah ask yourself that all the time it's like why are we doing yeah what we're doing why and santa like, yeah why santa why so christmas? cheryl always, my sister's always like into santa at christmas and stuff oh, yeah. we don't do that yeah the white man's not going to get you anything. We got you this stuff. You were great today. You were great all year. Yeah. You deserve all of this stuff. Everything you did up until Christmas is a result of that. Yes. Yeah. This is because you were great. Santa's not judging you. We're judging you. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> why? Yeah. Why? Because I didn't grow up with Santa. Yeah, I 100%. Didn't, you, no, I didn't. About this. Yeah. You didn't either. Yeah. It's like, why are we adopting this These Santa? Western society. It's because we yeah. live, like like our podcast tag says, we are Asians living in a Western society. But why? Because <laughs> we that, migrated here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? I get yeah, it. 100%. Uh, but this is the whole reason why we have our podcast is yeah. because we're we unraveling need, all of this. Stuff. We're unraveling all of this and we're questioning why we're doing what we're doing. And it's not to say that we like, we hate Christmas. I or don't. I love it so much. We hate gender pronouns no, or I'm whatever. I'm so confused sometimes. Yeah. But it's just like we're figuring it out and we're taking you along with us in this journey to figure out what it means to be an Asian in Western society. Yeah. And all these things that we talk about is an accumulation of that. You're right. Yeah. So we're talking about trauma on top of trauma. This yeah. is like an accumulation of yeah. racial suppression, influences stacked on another, and we're trying to dissect it. Yeah. It's, at the end of the day, we're just trying to be more aware of why we do what we do. Oh, yeah. And the reasoning behind it. So, Yeah. Episode 47. Episode 47. Let's <laughs> unravel it all. Let's unpack it all. Yeah, you know what? And I'm glad we're doing this because, you know, not just for my sake, but like, I think for Issa too. Yeah, totally. Who is like Chinese, Filipino, yeah. and like realized. In a Caucasian society. Yeah. Yeah, yes. totally. 100%. And I think like, that's what my whole purpose behind Yellow Packaging is all about. Is like, I want a voice that isn't white to give me a reason to like understand why I think the way I think. Yeah. You know, you know that's I mean? beautiful, man. Yeah. Like you I need that. feel the same. Yeah. Cause I need that. I need like a 
We need that. We need a something to, to relate to. Yeah. All of this. 100%. It's a lot to take in, Matt. Exactly. And it's like, we need to question these things. And Especially we should be thing. questioning yeah. these and things. And now is the most appropriate time to do that with everything going on right now. Like, okay. And we should always be questioning why we do what we do. Yeah, exactly. In everything that we do in every facet 100%. of our lives. 100%. Okay. Okay. Ooh, all right. Anyways, that was heavy. Yes. Um, but I think that leads us into a very good, like, kind of segue into our sweets and sweet and sours. Oh yeah. Okay, so I want to go first because wait, this, do you have any sours? I do have sours because okay. after our right. last episode, I was like, I should have some sours. Yeah, now. you have no sours. I feel like we're back on the while. sours. Okay, I've okay. had some sours. We're bringing back the sours, but I want to start off with my sweets first. Okay. So talking about what we're talking about, um, I wanted to highlight um, podcasts specifically. Um, I feel like podcasts are a, you can release whatever you want. Like a dime a dozen? Yeah, a dime a dozen. doing it. Everybody's doing it. Everybody can talk whatever the fuck they want to talk about. It's all about finding the right audience. That being said, um, I am a huge podcast person. I listen to podcasts every day, all day, every day. That being said, I do want to find podcasts that are relevant to me as a Chinese-born Canadian living in Vancouver. Yeah. So it's not Vancouver-specific, but it is um, podcasts that are relevant to me and that I can relate to. Um, That being said, I want to highlight some Asian podcasts that are out right now. So the first one is called The Splendid Table by a food journalist named Francis Lam, and he like, I'm a big foodie. I love food. I love yeah. that whole industry, everything about it. And he connects with people in the food industry. And this recent episode that was just released maybe last week um, was an episode with Grace Young. And she talks about the the recent, the recent impacts COVID had on Chinatown in New York. So the episode is called Saving Chinatown. And I found it really interesting because as a Chinese Canadian growing up in Vancouver, I actually grew up in Chinatown. Like it was part of my heritage. Yeah. So to hear her talking about how COVID was impacted and how so many heritage legacy restaurants were shutting down in New York, it was a really eye-opening experience on how we really need to preserve what Chinatown is all about. Every major city has a Chinatown, but not a lot of people appreciate what Chinatown has to offer. And fortunately today, like you and I, we took part in that legacy by going to one of the legacy restaurants in our Vancouver Chinatown called The Boss. Yes. So that was a really like, I felt good. You know what I mean? It's like hearing her talk about it, being able to relate to it, and then also supporting those legacy restaurants in our own localized city. So, if you have a chance, listen to Saving Chinatown. Um, it's one of the most recent episodes. And the podcast name is called The Splendid Table. Um, okay, so going back to that. Yeah. Um, being in Chinatown today. Yeah. And seeing everything shuttered yeah. and boarded up. Yeah. What did that bring up in you? It's disappointing because the Chinatown that I knew when I was like, say, 10 years old, 8 years old, whatever... Is different from the Chinatown that I know today. It's changed. I think Chinatown as a whole, globally, is a dying industry, unfortunately. Like, it's just... 
How do you explain um, Richmond then, which is a growing industry? But Richmond is not Chinatown. No, it's not. But it's now evolved. Yeah. Because it had to in the times. Yeah, 100%. To a China village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. China city. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Totally. So when you see this and you're... You're saying your grandma grew up on Jackson and Gore? Yeah, Jackson and Gore, which is like, we, quote, unquote, yeah. the projects. You know what I mean? So like social housing, co-op housing, all that stuff. So you know this. Yeah, I know this. But that Chinatown is not what Richmond is. Richmond is all the rich, new money immigrants. But they sell the same shit, though. They sell the same shit. So in a sense, yes, we are preserving the Chinese culture that Vancouver was built upon. Also, side note, I want to go on a tangent. Okay. We, on last, maybe like during the Chinese New Year's, Lunar New Year's festivities, we went to the Vancouver Museum. Oh, yeah. And we went to the uh, a seat at the table. Yeah, Museum which was Vancouver, yeah. A whole exhibition on Chinatown back in the heyday. And one thing that really struck a chord with me was the fact that um, the head tax... So I read about it and I always knew about it, but it really hit me hard when I was there that time when I saw that like the Western society wanted Chinese help to build the railroad. Once it was done, they're like, we don't want you anymore. We're going to fucking charge you. That's when it hit me really hard. I was like, oh, these motherfuckers only want, they they were using us for our labor. Mm -hmm. But then when they got it, they're like, fuck you. Fuck you. Now we're going to charge you if you want to stay here. The amount of Chinese people that died during that whole even. the whole situation and the fact that now they're being charged and the the conditions that we were placed in was like a huge fucking like setback for Chinese people and yeah. I feel like it's not recognized enough so they I really built yeah this country basically. they built this country they built those fucking railroads for so that everything to travel for back the trade and forth. in exactly. Canada exactly so it's like that really hit me hard. And I was like, that's actually a really good exhibition that people need to see to understand how Vancouver was built on the backbones of immigrants. Yep. So anyways, that was what I was... What were we talking about again? Richmond. Oh, who knows? Vancouver. Richmond. Yeah. Anyways, what I want to really... say is like, Richmond is not the new Chinatown. It's just the new area where the Chinese people are investing in. But it, it'll never replace the Chinatown where I live now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you live in some fucking grimy places <laughs> right now. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like Chinatown, Chinatown's all over the world. Like, I encourage everybody to listen to a Splendid Table, specifically the Chinatown episode, because it really gives you a good understanding of how, like, all these legacy restaurants that were built upon the heyday of Chinatown are now collapsing and being destroyed because of the COVID situations that are going on. So if you want a good expose into, like, what, it yeah. was like or what it is like to be a Chinatown business this is a really good episode to listen to even though it's New York based but it's relevant to all Chinatowns across the world it is totally relevant because um, right now Chinatown is getting boarded up yeah exactly people are closing their businesses there's so many for lease signs right now like yeah. just walking through just getting to boss yeah so many for lease yeah give it five years ten years not even five years not even five years a year two years three years Chinatown is not going to be what Chinatown was, what it was before. You're going to have like stupid barbershops. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And do you like um, uh, organic oils? Yeah, exactly. You're going to get so many of that in Chinatown. I don't don't know what the solve is for that, but just support your local Chinatown if you can. Um, Yeah, no, and you should. Yeah. 
hurts. <laughs> like it's so depressing. Yeah, it's sad, man. Like, like I, I grew feel up in a sad about that. Yeah, it's like because Isa will never experience see, what Chinatown is yeah, like. Experience that or see what it used to be like. You know what I mean? She's gonna see fucking shit and human <laughs> shit on the ground, and crack then heads. we have to crack heads and we have to scream at her to fucking stay away. Don't touch the needles. Don't step in the poop. Don't yeah, don't talk condo. to that guy. That yeah. guy, do not say hi to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he just threw shit at you. You're okay. We're going to go home soon. Yeah, 100%. Uncle Colton lives here, so <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, but I don't know. I still love Chinatown. I still have a soft spot You know, we always it. come down here, so yeah. we also love Chinatown. Totally. So support your local Chinatown if you can. Okay, I have two other podcasts I want to recommend. Yep. Add to cart is another podcast that Add to cart. I really okay, like. Tell me more. It's from two people, Kulaf Lesak, who is a comedian and producer, director. Um, she is of Cambodian, I think, descent. Or mm. La- no, no, she's Laotian. And Su Chimpak, who is Korean. She used to be MTV VJ. Okay. Um, Sound pretty um, badass, to be honest. So essentially, two power females talking about what people are, are buying and not buying. What are they adding to cart? What are they removing from cart? Two really great Asian representations right there. Oh, okay. Um, and like, I mean, they're all really great, obviously. And the second one is Asian, not Asian. It's by two Asian comedians. Um, one is Fumi Abe and one is Mike Nguyen. Um, and they're just comedians that riff on like daily American issues. You know what I mean? But yeah. if there's an episode you should listen to, it's the one with Su Chin Pak from Magic Heart. <laughs> but she talks about how like being an Asian on MTV impacted her life and just her perspective of being like one of the only Asian females in that media industry being a representation for all what Asians. Is, like in the 2000s? Yeah. And just 2000s, as a side note, yeah. you also worked for MTV Canada. I did. It yeah. was not great. Yeah. So, yeah. so okay. Add to cart podcast. Check. Yeah. So add to cart. Yes. Asian, not Asian, and a Splendid Table are my Splendid Asian podcast. Sorry, I got to write that down. These are all my sweets that I'd recommend everybody listen to. Okay. That's great. Anyways, what are your sweets? Uh, not as amazing as yours, but uh, it's Filipino driven. Yeah. Um, it's a karaoke thing on YouTube. Let's hear it. So, okay, there's this guy that will do the male harmonies for like a lot of the pop songs that you're super interested in. His name yes. is Clark in Studio. Yeah. And oh my God, I he love does him. her. He did best of um was the best part with um Daniel Caesar and her H <laughs> E R. Yeah. So I did the H E R part <laughs> and then he did the Daniel Caesar part. Yeah. Um and it was amazing. Yeah, so I actually heard of this guy through the Atacart podcast where oh, Kulak okay. was like yeah. she is fucking obsessed with karaoke and she's like I love this guy. <laughs> I sing to him every day. Yeah, no, he's amazing. Like he is so like he's so good. It's like, so simple. He's like, uh, he's in the studio. The music's playing. The yeah. intro's playing, and yeah. then he like nods to you. He's like, he interacts with you. It's your turn, and he works the lyrics as well. Sometimes and he's like, yes, yeah, and I was like, ah. Okay, so what songs have you? Uh, do I've only done him. two because Issa is like not super into me singing right now, <laughs> but enough. I'm like a really good singer. Yeah. Um. So I've done um 
the H-E-R song, like yeah. her song, and um, The Prayer, okay. which is like a really good song. It's do you know The Prayer? Yes, I do. I heard. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's um, Andrew Pacelli and Celine Dion, yeah, but yeah. he does the Charlotte version yeah. of it. It's yeah. still very good. Yeah. Still Italian. It's fun. So it's, it's fun. Yes. But, um, so I've done... Oh, only, you've done it? Yes, I've okay, only tell done me. His, his Taylor Swift song. Okay, so I, yeah. I've done Exile and I've done, um, I can't remember what, I Don't Want to Live Forever. So can you stay in the harmony? No, I can't. No, you can't because you always want to sing with him. But the thing is like, yeah. I've recognized how terrible of a singer I am. Yeah, no, I see that. Because the thing is, he doesn't actually sing the female parts. No. So you're left alone to figure it exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> and that's where that harmony really kicks off. Yeah. So you totally. have to know your part. Yeah, exactly. So oh it's God, really he's fun. The best. Clark, you're the best. Clark in studio on YouTube. Check it out. Yeah, he's the best. Amazing. What is your sour? Okay. So remember when I was like, oh, Download the app, Be My Eyes, You Help yes, People yes, Who yes, Are yes, Blind. Yes. I remember that. I got fucked up twice by someone on Be My Eyes. What happened? So someone was like, ring, 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 Be My Eyes. And then I answered it. And this person just wanted to talk. Oh, what? Yeah. She's all like, oh, hey, super lonely over here. My kids don't visit. I was like, oh, was are you? Was she blind? Yeah, she's apparently she's blind i don't know if they like filter people through this but yeah. she's all like yeah my kid doesn't visit me and you know our parent uh, like we were divorced um i've divorced her like the dad mm-hmm. and now she doesn't want to visit me yeah and it's like yo are you okay over there she's from ohio yeah i was like are you okay she's like yeah i'm fine but like my kid doesn't want to talk to me and i was like can I help you with anything? And she's like, no, but like these elections, the, this is like um, yeah, prior to the talk. Trump. They just want to talk. And I was like, can I help you anything? Is there anything I can help you with? It's like, no, that's it. And I was like, well, can we wrap this up? Is there anything I can help you with? And she's like, no, it's just like my kid. And I was like, oh, okay, bye. And I just had to hang up because she wanted to talk. Yeah. Second, this guy was on a bus. And I felt like something like shady Shady was was going to happen. Like there's a murder or a robbery or something. And I hung up. And then I had to like report this to be my eyes. Like they have like tech support and stuff. But I was like, people are taking advantage of this. Like what if I see something so scary? Like I don't want to volunteer on this anymore. Totally. So everyone needs to like. Did what? I say this is a sour or a sweet? Oh, a sour. sour. Yeah. So a sour, you just have to be aware because I don't know. So I contacted them and then I was able to talk to one of the like programmers yeah. and they're like, oh, we're going to do a better job about like um, filtering, filtering yeah. people out yeah. and like doing more of a research. What did you see? And I was like, I saw shoes. I saw they were on a bus yeah. and it looked like someone was aggressive. I don't know what happened. I just hung up. And that was it. No one contacted me after that. Like, what the, what the? Oh my God. I know. That's intense. Well, it was like fine for chit chat, but the other like on a bus with like a Something going on. Or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was scary. So you hung up on them? Yeah, I had to hang up and then I had to report it because they can trace um, who's contacted you. But do they trace right away? I don't know. I contacted them right away. They messaged me the next day. So I don't know what happened after. And no one's messaged me after that. 
Woof. I know. So if you want to do something good, it's almost like it's really did hard to. Did he say to. like help or what did he say? No, he was just all like, hey, what you doing? And there was like a ruffle and there was like things on a bus maybe. Were they blind? I don't know. I just hung up. That was it. The end. I reported it. I don't know what happened. I hope he wasn't a blind person getting attacked or something. Oh my God. But people take advantage of these situations, I feel, where you're like vulnerable to like wanting to do good. Yeah. And then they're like, witness a murder. Boom. That's what I thought. But don't they need help though? I don't know. I don't know. This guy wasn't asking for help. He was just like, hey, but he was, he was trying to like diffuse or maybe not have anything attract him to attention. I don't know. He hung up on me before anything happened. Oh, he hung up on you. He hung up on me. I thought you hung up on him. No, no, no I couldn't because I was like in. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, I would not hang up on them if they no. were in a situation. Woof. I know. That's an extreme sour. I know. So be my eyes. I recommended it. Now it's my sour. Well, no, I mean, like, I don't think it should be like an extreme sour, but I feel like figure it out. Not figure it out. No, not like, to figure it out. Just be like fucking cautious with whatever you sign up for. If you think you're be doing prepared good, for what's going to come up. God, yeah. Be prepared what's going to come up. You don't know. On a bus. Shit, that's intense. Ugh, that happened like only a few weeks ago. It's, it's fresh. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So anyways, they contacted me. Um, and the owner apparently like contacted me. There's like two emails. They're looking into it. They're going to investigate. Is he no, okay? You don't know that. I don't know. Uh, no updates. And also, I don't think they have like um, like a protocol or a... Yeah, in those situations. Yeah. yeah. Or even um, how they like have their users. There's no... What's the word? Like... Like a... Like a filtering system, almost yeah. like, a, like a validation system. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah, I get yeah. you. Just to make validate. Yeah, that they're okay people. Yeah, totally. Not murderers. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So be my eyes, be my eyes, and be cautious. Okay. Well, my sour is gonna seem very like lame and first world problems compared oh, to yours. Is it because you can't go on vacation? Yeah. So my sour <laughs> is that I can't go to Hawaii. Oh, to Tan in the sun. No. Oh, awful. Okay, so I'll go into my sour, which is probably gonna pale in comparison to what you okay, just went through. See. But I almost witnessed a murder. <laughs> yeah. So what's yours? Yeah. So mine is just, I titled it Lazy Recyclers. Oh, so litterers? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so everybody who lives in an apartment building yeah. can see how everybody's disposal, um, I guess, etiquette is. Yeah, okay, I'm going to give you one example. Yeah. Someone had a free mattress. <laughs> outside our garage like yeah. no one watch your fucking mattress yeah totally it's like get get the fuck out of here like don't be lazy and just leave a sign out there and be like here take this mattress yeah, if not you guys can free. deal with it it's yeah free exactly. mattress okay yes okay so that's an example yeah definitely a great example mine is definitely not as extreme as that but it's just like people who don't give a shit they're like okay recycling i'll just dump everything into one bin <laughs> yes. when the bins clear state paper containers yeah plastic bags whatever right and also organics. it's like yeah organics is like 
But some people are so fucking lazy that they dump everything into one bin, regardless of what it is. It's like, okay, you made the effort to put things into recycling. Yeah, you got here. But you can't go the the small inch to to figure out, okay, this is a paper recycling thing. So it goes into paper recycling or plastic (laughs) recycling. And also it's like, the, the the thing state clean your fucking recycling before you dispose of it yeah. and all it takes is one terrible yeah. thing to ruin the recycling for the entire bin so him like contaminated yeah exactly yes. or like when i say people dump shit in the compost bin when shit shouldn't be in the compost bin it's like how fucking lazy are you yeah. that no I... that you can't like fucking go to that extent and recycle or dispose of things properly. It's like, you're really that lazy. Yeah, you're here and you're just like, blah. Yeah, it's like, okay, just dump it there and let, let somebody else figure it out. Yeah. It's like, it infuriates me that okay, people so are they so do fucking... have yeah. like sorters. I know. So but... you dump it and then there's like another sort of immigrants that yeah. come and they sort your shit for you. 100%. But the thing is... The bins are separated for a reason. Why can't you go the extra? Like, why can't you just take the extra effort and just it properly takes like recycle? Two it? more seconds for you to do that. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm doing it. Yeah. So why can't you do it? No, I totally get that. Yeah. So if you want to see how terrible humans are, go to your. If you live in an apartment, go to your fucking. Okay, go to Colton's building too, yeah. and go to mine because <laughs> yeah. uh, mine. You'll see how terrible humans are. No one gives are. a shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, we definitely did a longer than normal episode, yeah. but um, yeah, this let's, is episode forty-seven. This is episode forty-seven. Do you have a jingle for us? Oh, I'm gonna make one up. That's for sure. Just wing it like a chicken wing. What do you say? Like chicken a- wing. A chicken wing. <laughs> episode forty-seven. It is a chicken wing. Gonna have so much fun. We're gonna have a lovely swing. That's in rhyme. I'm gonna try my best. Chicken wing swing episode 47. That's a, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> I'm gonna regret this and then think about this constantly and it's gonna haunt my brain. Okay, episode 47. Episode 47. Rate and review us on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at Yellow Packaging 604. And remember, you can listen to us wherever and whenever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Until next time, um, happy Lunar New Year and stay safe, stay sanitized. I think they also say stay kind. Stay kind. Or be kind? Stay sexy. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you want to be sexy. Until next time. Bye. Bye.